Why is my audience non-responsive to the posts that I publish? Why aren't they interacting with my content? Am I doing something wrong? Welcome to the DK Speaks podcast, a podcast focused on giving away actionable and implementable tips about building an online business. After you listen to this episode, head over to dkspeaks.com for all the show notes and resources to help your business. Hi, this is DK and welcome to episode 55 of the DK Speaks podcast. Now, if you aren't seeing the kind of responsiveness that you were expecting from your audience towards your content, then there is a real problem that you need to address. But before we get into this problem and how to solve this problem, I would like to give a big shout out to some of our partners, Blueberry Media Hosting for hosting our podcast files and helping with promotions. You can check them out at dkspeaks.com forward slash get forward slash Blueberry that is spelled as B-L-U-B-R-R-Y. Thrive Membership for all the wonderful ways in which they help build my sites and web pages. You can check them out at dkspeaks.com forward slash get forward slash Thrive, Aweber for their fantastic email marketing service. You can check them out at dkspeaks.com forward slash Aweber. Generate Press for their lowest priced and absolutely stunning WordPress theme. You can check them out at dkspeaks.com forward slash get forward slash generate press. So why isn't it that your audience is not responsive to your content? Now, what you were told is to just go out there and publish a post every week. Isn't that the advice that you generally get when you're just starting to blog? It actually isn't a wrong advice, but can you just go out there and publish a post without even knowing who your audience is? In fact, that is the biggest mistake that a lot of us do. In fact, I'm no different because when I started off blogging, this is exactly what I did. But over a period of time, I realized that I was missing that connect with my audience. Why? Because I wasn't really writing for my audience. In fact, I didn't know my audience at all. So I was writing for some general audience that I thought uh, are the ones who are reading my blog. This wasn't really something my audience was expecting. So I lost that confidence and the connect with my audience over a period of time. And... I could see this in my decreasing email open rates and the decreasing readership for the blog. But after I worked on understanding who my audience was and I started writing for my audience, I started to see a sudden surge in the kind of interaction that I was seeing with my audience. I spent a few weeks to put together a reader's profile and then started writing my post based on this reader profile then it made my post extremely targeted and gradually the response rate started going up. But then the biggest question here is, how do I know who my audience is when I'm just starting off? And if you are somebody who is just starting off, I'm sure this is a question that you will also have. And it is an absolutely valid question. So in this episode, I'm going to tell you about three very simple steps in which you can create a reader profile for your blog. So without further ado, let's just start out. So the first step is to research your competitors. Now, your competitors are your biggest source of information and 
what you learn from them can be extremely valuable. But just like in any business, what happens is we tend to ignore our competitors because we just don't want to study them because we think they are our competitors and they cannot offer us anything that is constructive. But it is wrong. You can learn a lot of things from your competitors. So what exactly do I mean to say when I'm talking about competitors? Now, competitors are the blogs that are operating in the same niche as yours and are targeting the exact same audience as yours. At this point, there could be two obvious questions that you would have. The first one is, what if I don't have any competitors? Then outright, let me tell you that you are in the wrong niche. Because if there is no competitor, then it essentially means that the niche that you are in is not something you would want to get into. Because it is very unlikely that there is an audience in that specific niche. Because if there was an audience, then I'm sure there would have been a competitor. Point number two, how do I know if they are my competitors? The best thing to do is just to browse through their blog and check if the content they are publishing is something that aligns with what you are planning to publish. If it is, then that would mean that they are your competitors. Now, the next question that you would want to ask is, where do I find competitors? Now, this is something that we'll be discussing in detail next. There are a ton of blog aggregators out there, and it is one of the best points to start off with. I would recommend Alltop. You can find this website at alltop.com, and this is a go-to point because they are probably the best aggregators around. The blogs there are grouped according to topics or categories, whichever way you want to call it. It is easy to find blogs in the same niche as yours. So I would recommend that you go to Alltop first before you go to any other resources. Now, there are a few other extremely good resources as well where you can find competitors in your blog, like Blogorama is something that I would recommend. Blogorama calls themselves as the oldest blog directory. And so far as I know, it is true because they've been around since ages now, and at least I've seen them since the time I started blogging somewhere in 2006. Now, they too aggregate content based on topics, so it is easy to find blogs in your niche, in that specific niche. But the website isn't maintained very well as it should have been. And I've come across some minor issues while I've, I've been browsing through it. So don't expect it to be an extremely uh, good, well-maintained website where you can just go in there and find uh, some of these competitors of yours. But it's a good resource. You can refer to Blogorama as well. Then there are other directories like Blog Catalog and Blog Engage. While Blog Catalog isn't updated for quite some time and it looks like it is being phased out, Blog Engage continues to provide good collection of blogs categorized based on topics and categories. So that is also a good resource to go to. Now, whatever is a directory you prefer, the objective is to note down at least eight to 10 blogs in the same niche or topics that for ease of discussion, I think we can call it topics. So note down at least eight to 10 blogs in that specific niche or in the same niche that you are planning to venture into. That was step number one. Step number two, find the demographics for your competitors. Now this step is to find the audience for your competitors. This is a slightly difficult activity, but you don't need to pull your hair off because we'll keep it pretty simple. What you have to do is first visit alexa.com. Now they provide the best demographics. So you can check the demographics for each of the competitor URL you captured in the earlier step and note it down in a notepad. Now, some of the key demographic information you might want to note down are, you know, things like gender, age, 
education, location, profession. So these are some of the things that you might want to note down. Now, there are two other places you can get demographics for your competitors. They are sites that are similar to that of alexa.com. These are uh, similarweb.com and ahrefs.com. You will find all of these links in the show notes at dkspeaks.com. Now, while the amount of information you get can be limited at these sites, primarily because they restrict their information to their pro members, but there is still some decent information that you can gather from these sites. So you can just visit similarweb.com and ahrefs.com as well and collect whatever information you can gather from there as well. But note down the key demographic information like what I said, you know, gender, age, education, location, profession. And if there are some other information that you get, for example, there will be some information like uh, sites that are similar to that of yours or sites that these people have been browsing or social media sites that these people have been browsing. Note down all of the information because all of this will come handy in the next step. Now, this third step is the most important step. Here, what we're going to do is we're going to collect the information on their choices and preferences. Now, this is a time to gather more information about the audience that you just mapped so that you can build out their persona and finally get your reader profile in place. Now, some of the information that you would want to collect is what are the hobbies and interests of the people that you are uh, calling your audience? What are the social media channels that they frequently seen on? What websites do they frequently visit? What are the blogs that they read? Do they have any other interests and hobbies? And if they have any, then what are they? What are their aspirations? What are the problems that they face? So these are some of the questions that you might want to put some answers for. And that is precisely what we're going to do in this specific step. Now, some of this information will be available in Alexa or similar web, uh, like what I said earlier, but that wouldn't be enough to map out your audience. Hence, you will have to spend some time to gather this information. Now, the easiest way, this is the easiest way that I'm recommending and I recommend it to everybody because, you know, a lot of people don't prefer going into Facebook or running a Facebook ads, but this is a foolproof method to gather this information. So what you do is you run a quick survey to gather this information. By running a Facebook ads, spend about $15 at the maximum to put together an ad asking people to take a quick survey and then turn it into a giveaway as well. Now, there are two benefits in doing this. You will be able to build a small initial list you can then market to and at the same time, gather more information about your audience and build a reader profile as well. Now, here is how you can do this. First, design an ad asking people to take a survey and enter them into a giveaway for an Amazon gift card, which is which is the easiest gift that I would recommend. You can design a giveaway with the Amazon gift card using something like a King Sumo. You can check out King Sumo, more details about King Sumo at dkspeaks.com forward slash get forward slash King Sumo. Now, King Sumo helps make your giveaway go viral and thereby you get more audience than what you would be spending for in Facebook ads. And that is why I said spend not more than $15 on Facebook ads. Because when you spend $15 with the help of King Sumo, your giveaway actually goes viral. And there will be a much more audience coming to your giveaway than you would have expected. The third step is to design a survey with surveymonkey.com and put that link out on the advertisement that you're planning to run on Facebook ads. 
do ensure to include all relevant questions that can gather the required information for your audience. So whatever we spoke about, ensure that you're putting all of those relevant questions there. Then the points that we just discussed a little while back should be your guideline and basis that points put together these questions. This way you'll be able to gather all required information about your audience. And what, then what you do is at the end of the survey page, tell the users to visit that King Sumo giveaway link and enter the giveaway. When you do that, the users will take the survey and then click on that link, go to the giveaway link and enter the giveaway there. Now keep one thing in mind. This last step that we're talking about, a lot of people shy away from this last step because there is some money that you need to spend in this last step, that $15 and whatever it is that you're planning to put together for the Amazon gift card. But keep in mind that these few dollars that you spend will save you a lot more dollars in due course. You'll be many steps ahead of your competitors and you'll be marketing to the absolute right audience, thereby increasing your conversions. So don't skip this step. Now there are some additional optional steps that I would recommend. Now these are additional steps you can take like, uh, you know, joining relevant groups, Facebook groups and searching them for what people are posting about and in fact, asking questions there. You can in fact search to find out what are the kind of questions people are asking. This will give you an idea of the different kind of problems people are facing. You can also use a site like that of Quora.com to research questions that people are frequently asking or you know problems that people are facing, etc. Because this will help you uh, market better to your audience. You can use these questions in your survey to see if uh, they are really relevant to your audience. This way you'll be able to vet out the information that you've gathered. These are some additional optional steps, but if you don't want to do that, that's entirely up to you. Now that you've gathered all your information, you can go ahead and create your reader profile or persona like what, I, what we call them. Once you have all the required information, develop a decent persona for your blog readers. And when you write for this persona, your content will be much more targeted and effective. And you'll be able to develop that connect with your audience because they'll feel as if the post was written by you for them and when they do that the conversions automatically go up so those were the three simple steps to create a reader profile for your blog and if you go through these three steps put together this reader profile i'm sure you'll be churning out absolutely amazing content that your readers will gobble up as soon as they publish and there you will see a lot of improvement in your conversions and interactions with your readers. So that is it for this episode at the dkspeech.com. If you like this episode, don't forget to subscribe to this podcast to stay updated with the latest episodes that I come out with. Don't forget to visit the dkspeech.com for all the show notes and resources. For this episode, you can visit dkspeech.com forward slash 55 which is where you'll be able to find the show notes for this particular episode. Do give us a genuine review on iTunes and provide us with a genuine rating for the show because that helps in the overall ranking of this show on iTunes. We are available on Google Podcasts, Stitcher, TuneIn Radio and Player.fm. If you have any questions, don't hesitate to get back to me by visiting dkspeech.com forward slash contact. You can also use the comment box just beneath the post to let me know your suggestions and your feedback. So that is it in this week's episode. I'll come back again the next week with another interesting post with a simple, easy and implementable tip in it 
Until then, keep listening to the podcast and have a wonderful week ahead.